You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in this same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Ashley Thomas, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, Ashley. Thank you for being with me, Queen. Uh, Good morning. Yep, 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 yep. Glad to have you black with us, if you will. We also have a special guest, returning guest, Vaughn, the love alchemist, on with us as well. Um, if you will introduce yourselves, uh, if you will say hello to one another. And uh, Ashley, if you will, before we introduce Vaughn properly, tell him why you were excited to be on this morning's show, even though we haven't told the t- said the title yet. Go ahead, Queen. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm always excited about conversations that will improve the understanding between men and women in our relationships. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. Now, I love it. And speaking of relationships, that's what Vaughn the Love Alchemist does best. Um, 30 year of marriage, for what I understand, I would like to highlight that even though he doesn't always, you know, he doesn't like to big up himself, but I do want to highlight that we have a, a real expert in here who helps others in their relationships. There's a, a lot of their relationship coach term is thrown out there a lot, but this brother really does the work, if you will, has done it for himself and helped others. So if you will, King, uh, say hello to the loose listeners, to the truth, uh, I'm sorry, to the intellectual outcast, as I now call the listeners. If you will, say hello and tell them a little more about the details before we tell them this morning's special question. But thanks for being with us, King. Peace, family. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, great introduction. I appreciate that. Uh, just a little bit about me. Um, You know, relationships are are more complicated today than ever before, and so uh, a large part of my mission is I just want to help married and unmarried couples find their own unique path toward harmony. And because the culture is so fluid now, everybody's footprint or blueprint for their particular relationship is different, and so I tailor my my information and and my teachings toward their specific needs because everybody's needs are different. So in a nutshell, that's it. 
And as you said, I'm sorry. Yes, I have been with my wife for 35 years now, um, since high school. And, um, you know, in year 35, I think it's probably, I think she would agree that it's better now than it was in the beginning. So um, that's about it. No, I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I showed it you five years, man. That's a long time. And, um, and and I love what you said at the end that you think y'all both would agree that it's better now because, you know, we definitely have heard of long-time marriages in the past. And now, today, like you said, things are so difficult and different, different now when we look at relationships. We don't even always look at long years blowingly because, you know, as we peel back the onion, if you will, those situations in the past haven't always been um, admirable from today's perspective, if you will. There are aspects of it that are and aspects of it that aren't. And I think uh, in part, and I'm just highlighting this part before we get into this morning's discussion question, I'm just highlighting that even when we look back, um, it ends up being a situation where I think we throw the whole baby out with the bathwater and don't take the things that we still could use today. But, again, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's definitely my personal opinion. But to get into this morning's nuanced discussion, which I think we're very good at, is this morning's discussion question, for those who don't know, we always do the show in the form of a question, is respect different for men and women? Is the term respect different for men and women? So, Ashley, we'll go back to you as the queen of the show this morning. <laughs> with you. Uh, when you first heard that question, simple as it is this morning, uh, can you recall your first initial thoughts? <laughs> I can't wait to be on the show. No, I, I, I like, this is a, a necessary conversation. Like, we need this conversation in order to bridge the gap. No, love it. Um, Vaughn, I sent you a little survey and said, hey, I'm trying to figure out which show to do. And I remember you was like, hey, there's a couple of those shows are pretty good, but that one right there is fire. So I don't know if that was your first initial thought. When I said, hey, you know what, I actually might need you to come on and bring your expertise to this morning's discussion question, is respect different for men and women? Do you recall your initial thoughts seeing the question worded that particular way? Yeah, you know, when you sent me that survey, I was low-key putting my beard in without trying to sound too excited about <laughs> about <laughs> yeah, <and> about... <laughs> Hey, it worked like a charm, so, yeah. brother. Hey, it worked like a charm. Yeah, you ripped yeah. right on in on that one, then. I'm, I'm glad to have you, brother, because you are saying expert on this, this conversation. So that's dope to hear. But go ahead, King. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think um, when you when you think about the short answer is, um, and and I say no with the caveat that we all have the same basic needs and desires. We may rank them differently as men and women. So. For instance, I, I used to listen to Dr. Miles Monroe, rest in peace, and a brilliant man. But one thing he used to say that used to really puzzle me, he used to say that men need respect and women need love. But he made no um, interchange of those two ideas. He, he, he put it out there as if men don't need love and as if women don't need respect. Uh, but, I, but I strongly disagree with that. I think that we need them both just maybe to varying degrees or to different degrees. There's nobody out here who doesn't want to feel loved or appreciated, if you want to even use that word. And there's no woman out here who doesn't want to feel a sense of worth or, or even respect for the way she thinks or what she might bring to the table, whether, it's, whether she works inside the home or outside the home. So um, just as a foundation, I, I say no. There, there is really no difference to just varying degrees. 
Not fair enough. Um, got a couple of minutes actually before we go to break. Actually, um, in hearing um, Vaughn, the love alchemist, if you will, his um, response to this question initially. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts before we go to our first initial break. Um, so I I understand and agree with what he's saying. I don't feel like that's the major feeling in society. I feel like there are, I think it's to the point where we all value the same things, but they're ranked differently, like he said. And so I think that that alone causes people to not understand. And, like, people aren't defining what respect is for them and what it means for, like, other people. So I I think that the answer for society would be, like, there's a difference in respect between men and women, um, not realizing that we all want the same thing. It just it looks different and it, it might come in a different order for, for each side. Not fair enough. And I think that's what we will explore. And if I hear you correctly, Ashley, I think I, I think um, kind of, if I'm hearing really both of you, but just what you said just now, Ashley, I think what you're saying is if there are those degrees as Vaughn has offered and you somewhat agree with, I think what you're saying is, um, we're kind of arguing over the degrees to the point where we're not recognizing that we, in a fact, in a sense, want the same thing, but it's the, it's the nuance of those degrees that creates a lot of the confusion and ultimately the misunderstanding and often sometimes I would even go as far as the word disrespect can come without that understanding. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's Absolutely. that and, like, not – not defining respect for ourselves and like just assuming that everyone has the same definition of respect and like without that shared definition or at least like sharing that definition with whoever you're interacting with, you're going to miss each other, right? Like we have the obligation to define these things ourselves and share that definition with the people that we're interacting with. So at the very minimum, we're on the same page as to what respect means to each other. Now it makes sense. We're up against the break. So we'll go to this short break and come back to this morning's discussion question. Is respect different for men and women? I see the caller out there. If you're online and want to get in on this morning's discussion, you can join us at 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 if you want to speak. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Hey, are you a wine drinker? Uh, a little bit here and there, but but my wife definitely loves hers. Why you ask? Man, you got to try this vegan wine by Sipper Shared Wine. I ran across them at this event in Atlanta, and now I keep me a few bottles at the house. What, what flavor you like? Um, I mean, I like me a good red or, or maybe a nice dipping deal or something. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Try the sweet red first. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's nice and smooth right there. Yeah, that's kind of sweet like I like it. You know what I'm talking about? For sure. That's why I like that one as well. Hey, hey now try this Conjure dipping deal. This one was featured in Forbes magazine as a top 10 drink for the summer. See what you think. Oh, okay. Now, that's fire right there. Where can I get a bottle of that? Just go to SipAndShareWines.com. They'll ship it right to your door. They black on, too. Oh, yeah? Okay, you said what? SipAndShareWines.com? Is that it? Yep. Bad. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Ashley Thomas. Our special guest is Vaughn the Love Alchemist. For this morning's discussion question, is respect different for men and women? I want to take a slightly different direction 
because Ashley, I agree with you. This is a very necessary conversation to understand the nuance. Mm-hmm. And so my goal, if you will, was to 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 an to an extent set the tone of this discussion because easily when you see this title it can it could fall right into what I say is uh, you know a lot of conversations out there that could have this type of back and forth that gets if you will a lot of listeners but we don't set the stage for what the goal is and so what I want to do this morning for both of you is share a piece out of my latest book Reeducation of the Negro and y'all tell me if y'all feel like it sets the tone even though it doesn't directly address to a degree this morning's discussion. This piece is called Black Socrates Speaks to Black to Black Men. To all black people, stop arguing over who has it worse in America between the black man and black woman, especially since America still has its foot on both of our necks. However, for black men in general, we must become acutely aware of how we've adopted behaviors that do not value the black woman for the goddess she is. If we are sincere, most black men have most black women have stood with us historically and currently, at least until the recent gender wars have brought this into question. Yes, more of our queens seem to be falling for this divisive rhetoric, but for black men, it is our failure to honor and protect our women in the first place that gave a gateway to this brewing environment. I'm not pointing the finger, but I am speaking about the responsibility we as black kings must take to turn this around. I am guilty too, but feeling unsupported by our queens is a weak position to remain in. Unfortunately, any man settling on this position will probably never see the actual value of the black woman and therefore fail to ever enter a healthy marriage with one, if as well, if at all. Although we should admit the increasing number of black men complaining about the lack of support from black women directly results from the loss of intact nuclear families in the black community over the past 60 years. As a community, we must recognize any effort to improve our collective economics, education, mental or physical health, etc., are all for naught if we fail to heal the fundamental relationship between the black man and black woman. The cornerstone of robust communities is strong families, period. The first step for, is for kings to respect and protect all queens as our own sisters and mothers. They are worthy of respect and adoration regardless of how they may carry themselves simply because they are the givers of life. Although I must say to the queens, there is a great deal of power in how you carry yourselves that will make us kings fall in line and naturally want to protect you. Despite my suggestion that men respect women no matter what, like it or not, this suggestion does not recognize how men and women in general, in general are inherently wired different. This has nothing to do with social constructs. Like I always tell my closest sisters when they seek my advice about men, I ask, do you want me to keep explaining to do you want me to keep explaining to me how us men should be, or do you want to listen and allow me to explain how we truly are? Just my three cents. All I ask is that you think. Bon, I'll start with you as a special guest. Um, do you see the ground foundation I'm attempting to lay for this discussion by sharing this piece to start us off? Yeah, that, that was powerful, man. Very powerful. Um Man, where do I begin? You know, just as you were reading that, it made me think about how I think the destruction of our culture has, is probably the most critical aspect of, of our ma'afa or slavery or Jim Crow, all that rolled into one. I think the destruction of our culture is probably the single most critical piece um, that we've endured because 
we're left out here trying to figure out every individual really is trying to figure out or individual family units are trying to figure out what it's supposed to be, what relationships are supposed to look like, how we're supposed to interact. You know, what is this idea of a code of conduct uh, with respect to other nationalities or other ethnic groups? So, yeah, and the, the, honor, the honoring and all, like we shouldn't have to wait until we're 30, 40, and 50 years old before we figure out some of these things which would have been ingrained in us during a sort of rite of passage, if you will, at age 12 and 14. Um, and then growing up with those things. So, yeah, I think that was a very powerful piece you just read. Ashley, any quick thoughts? And, again, we'll get directly into this more discussion question. But, yeah, your thoughts on how it relates to the, you know, this question, is respect different for men and women? Again, I just wanted to lay a foundation so that people understand we have a goal in this conversation. We don't just want to argue yeah. back there. You know what I mean? But present your thoughts real quick, and then we'll get directly into this more discussion. Yeah, so I, I feel like it directly addresses where the state is of like the relationship between black men and black women, where you have these conversations of like, well, what does a black woman bring to the table? You know, just this like, what is the value of a woman because she doesn't do anything? You know, it it directly addresses that point of like men are failing to see the value of women. um, And, and like, it's true. Like there has to be a level of respect and protection, like across the board on both sides, you know, but like, especially for black women, um, we, we've been at this race too long against <laughs> the entire country. And then now, you know, it's, it's within our community. So it absolutely is spot on. No, absolutely. And I'll say this real quick and then we'll go say, directly to the discussion. I'll just simply say, um, as the author of that piece, I addressed it to black men because for as all of these back and forths about quote-unquote, roles within relationships. And one of the first questions I ask, just for those who haven't heard me talk about the book, um, there's discussion questions after each piece. And so the first question on that one, just ask about um, should men and women be equal or have complementary roles within um, relationships? We're not going to deal with that on this morning's discussion question, but um, I wanted to just highlight that question because at the end of the day, um, men – for all of the ideas about who leads and hierarchies and things of this nature, we set the tone and don't Mm -hmm. accept that what we're witnessing comes from some, I would say, a lack of responsibility in the past and recognizing how we continue to play in these back and forth that we're all tired of, but we involve ourselves inside of the back and forth instead of recognizing that we can set the tone. So that's why the piece yep. is directed to black men, just for those who who have, you know haven't had a chance to get the book. Ashley, I know you got the book, so you can know you can tell them how wonderful it is at the end of the show. But let's keep this thing rocking. Um, Vaughn, you highlighted that, uh, um, like you said, the great Miles, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. I said it correctly, right? Because I definitely am from, somewhat familiar with. Yeah. Uh, yep. And so he's directly going to, um, I'm going to bring in a scripture for a second here, if you will, um, Ephesians 5, 3, 3, that says for the husband to love his wife and for the wife to respect her husband. Just bringing in that very briefly, because there is this idea, and I've been raised with it as well, and I've even agreed with it almost without the context that you, as you said, Dr. Miles Monroe would deliver it in, the idea that, you know, women need to be loved. 
men need to be respected. As, as a young man without context, I kind of, you know, kind of accepted it for his bare bones. And I, as you said, without any context, without any um, continuity between the two. Um, but what I'm about to read here comes from this um, website called loveandrespect.com, and I'll have y'all address it. Um, this the guy from Love and Respect, his, I guess his wife is named Sarah, just to give some context. And so he's highlighting how he and his wife have moved through that scripture, Ephesians 5, 3, 3, for the husband to love his wife and for the wife to respect her husband. He says, as for the challenge, if you are like Sarah and me, who have been married since 1973, you don't always recognize the male and female differences at the moment of conflict. For example, according to a wealth of research, generally speaking, a wife and mother is more risk-averse than the husband and father. Specifically, when it comes to the children, a woman would rather be safe than sorry. Thus, she informs her husband that the dirt bike ramp he is building for their son isn't a good idea. Of course, this husband's first impulse is to feel she is saying, you are putting our sons in harm's way. You are not. You are a bad dad. You are wrong. This leads me to become defensive because he is not recognizing his wife's fear stems not out of the disrespect for him, but out of a motherly protective love for their son. His first impulse is not, oh, how can I be a loving and respectful husband as my wife tells me I don't care about the safety of my son. That a mother feels more fear for the safety of her son does not make her wrong, but um, but God designed as a part of her core as a woman to approach children differently, though she needs to face her fears and learn to overcome some dread related to her children. Don't become the helicopter mom. In the broad brushstroke, some fears are okay. Something in all of us fear on the edge. I'm sorry. Something in all of us feels fear on the edge of a cliff. God put it in us to make sure we live wisely and safely. That a father, by comparison, has fewer fears does not make him wrong either. Though he needs to use wisdom and caution with the children, his willingness to allow the children to explore various prospects and take chances is not a bad thing. Remember, men created the airplane and the parachute. So I'm giving this example, again, is respect different for men and women because it highlights her coming up to that man saying, hey, I don't think this is a good idea, and how that very moment can get confused and how that man in that moment might take it disrespectful in her lovingly asking a question. Vaughn, I'll start with you as the relationship coach. I'm pretty sure you've seen this dynamic, and I and, and would love to hear your thoughts in hearing this example laid out by loveandrespect.com. Yeah. Uh, great question, great great foundation. I think just to start off with, there, there are a couple of different ways to look at respect. So one way to look at respect is a regard for the feelings and wishes or the rights of others. And then there's another one where you kind of lean more toward uh, feelings of admiration for someone or, or their abilities or their qualities or, or maybe even their achievements, right? So one of the things that I, I had a problem with I was very short-sighted earlier in my marriage because my wife had, you know, uh, concerns in the way of the, let's just say, the bike ramp, you know, for our children. And I was more concerned with what I thought was right. And I, and I felt like she was undermining my authority or, you know, disrespecting what I thought was important or undervaluing what I thought was important. So these two ideas sometimes conflict. 
because we don't have a fuller contextual understanding, especially as younger parents. But this is also why uh, it's incredibly difficult because nobody's teaching. We don't arrive at parenthood with a with a blueprint for how right. we're supposed to move, and, and and with an understanding of how the other is supposed to move. So we don't that that nurture versus nature thing, and so we tend to have these conflicts because of that lack of appreciation for what the other person inherently brings to the table. I don't have that. I didn't come in understanding that my wife's nurturing ideology might sometimes conflict with my ideas about making my son or preparing my son for a rough, rugged world that was awaiting him. So he had to undergo these, these physical challenges that, that prepare him. Does that answer the question? Oh, it absolutely does. I think it's so critical and vital in the sense of when you, for the beginning of the show, you said things are more difficult now. And so then, and then when we highlight the foundation of, in, in, that I, in a sense, point out in that piece, the lack of intact families, I feel like just this dialogue alone could be hopefully somebody hearing it in their 20s, hearing it in their, uh, you know, teens, if you will, because as you said, um, there isn't necessarily a blueprint. Uh, the blueprint ideally would have been watching the dynamic play out at home between your mother and father, and as they improved, they got better at, you know, like the, that example, right? Maybe for the first child, the, the ramp is brought up and there's conflict on their lack of understanding. He's feeling disrespected. She meant no disrespect in just being worried about, worried about you know, her son, if you will. But as you mentioned, like early on, you took it as she's undermining me. The, 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 when I say you answered the question, it's dead on because how many of us don't even know, or even as a male, right, where our ego thinks she's undermining and she's just sincerely asking and has no intention of disrespecting. She wants to talk, and her natural fear is, you know, is this too much? Like, the, the, like he ends the piece, you have to remember the man created the plane and the parachute. So in a sense, for her, without that understanding, that's a natural conflict that's received as disrespect unknowingly. Ashley, as you hear this, just kind of jump in when you fit in, Queen, but I think Vaughn kind of hit it dead on and said, hey, he figured out later in his relationship how to be better at that. But I think all of us would be messed this up initially, and I've messed it up in my boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, if you will, um, where there have been children involved. I have never been married, but, you know, I've experienced some of what Vaughn's talked about on a very smaller level. But your thoughts, Queen? Um, so, I, I mean, I feel like you don't even have to go to the child level to even, like, understand this concept. I mean, for me, in, in my experience, you know, in my last relationship, um, I would ask things like, hey, I, I want to genuinely understand where you're coming from. Can you explain that to me? And it was like, oh, you're you're being disrespectful, like you're playing in my face. You know exactly what I'm saying. But the reality is is that we all have different perspectives. We all have different experiences, and we are wired differently as men and women. And so I think, like, the first thought that came to me while Vaughn was speaking was, you know, like the four agreements to, like, not take anything personally. You know, it, if you have gotten to this point where you, you know, have a child with someone, the hope is that you – you know them and you understand who they are at their heart. And so, like, I, I think that that understanding gets missing and it, it becomes a question of, like, you're questioning me and what I'm trying to do and not necessarily, like, where is the gap and what's happening here? Like, 
where where is your perspective coming from? Like, what is the thought behind why you're asking this question? There's no curiosity there. And a lot of times now in the society that we're in, people tend to take their opinions and thoughts as facts. And that's not the case. There has to be curiosity there in order for us to move forward and really understand where someone is coming from because her perspective is coming from, like, a woman and, like, having carried this child and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I I know that a father is going to be protective of his son. So, like, you would not intentionally put your son in harm's way. So it's really about trying to find that balance. And I, I don't think that there's enough curiousness to really get to the middle. Yeah, I like that term. Um, And I I like it because it's like um, if you and this person have decided to try to make a go at it on whatever level, if you could, yeah, if you could add that word, I think, to why is this person asking this versus me initially feeling like, like it's like, men, we could do this, or you're undermining me by even questioning, right? Like we've just locked in versus just going, why is she doing it? Then maybe I could, as you said, have the empathy to understand where she's coming from. Like when we all hear this, this makes sense in how that wife saw the bike ramp situation versus how the man saw. We can look outside looking in, but in the moment, we can be triggered even by a question. And that goes both ways. It's not always because, you know, the man can ask a question. Right. She's feeling disrespected. So it can go both ways. And um, a place that I would love to highlight, um, we got a little break here. So let me – um. Go to this quick break, and I'm going to come out with, I think, an even more realistic situation in today's time of how this miss happens too often. I would love to hear what Vaughn has to say to it. For the callers out there, if y'all want to join in, you do have to press 1, and you can actually get in on this morning's discussion as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services. We are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Ashley Thomas. This morning's discussion question, is respect different for men and women? Our special guest, Vaughn, the love alchemist. And so I was given an example, and Vaughn, I'm going to kind of hear your response to this. And again, I think and I, this is my personal experience, and I know this happens a lot. And so uh, I always highlight that I spent seven years being a counselor for after-school program, and I used to mentor children when I was in the military years ago. So as a lover of children, um, I always highlight that, um, and unfortunately, in that particular, I was in an international school of kids of all different backgrounds, if you will, and they were learning languages from different countries and things of that nature. But um, me, the janitor, and one other guy was the only man in the whole school, if you will. And so there's always this dynamic 
um, speaking of the lack of intact families, specifically in the African-American community, there's this dynamic that we see throughout society where we're like, hey, there's a level of, if you will, masculinity missing, if you will, um, and that could mean a lot of things, but I'm just kind of just saying it in general, missing. And so when I, with me and the men in the school would always say, like, man, children, in a sense, quote, unquote, are a lot softer now or whatever. And I know for my um, advisor, um, she appreciated, if you will, some of that masculinity or men that I brought to the table. Because I made our children tougher. Like, just keep it in a break, keeping it a buck. You know, in the first couple of years, it took some adjustment even for her as my supervisor to get used, if you will, to the methodology. But after, you know, seven years, we were locking step. And, you know, our children in the first year, you know, first year or so um, were choir babies. Uh, by the time we were getting a new batch of students in the seventh year, um, after two weeks, we didn't have crybabies again. And that was something that was she wanted me to bring to the table, if you will. I made our children tougher. I highlight this from a specific example of relationships from the standpoint of even when I'm looking to date a sister that has children, if you will, um, obviously, if you're going to deal with that type of situation and get close enough to where you may be involved in the children's lives, you it, it becomes even difficult when it's, in a sense, not your own children from that example that we just gave with the ramp example. You're not the actual father. You're trying to build a relationship. And as a man coming into that situation, you not only need to build a relationship with the mother, but you're also hoping that you can build it in a way where you can help with the raising. You're already, you know, she's in a sense already doing it on her own, maybe doing a very good job, or maybe there's things, you know, some areas that, you know, in a sense are naturally going to be lacking because it takes two, if you will. So um, even in building that relationship, there's always this trust factor, can I, you know, give it over to him? And so I think in today's time, Vaughn, it's even more of an issue because a lot of people are coming into blended situations. But as the man, we are wanting to get in a position to put our imprint on that situation, your thoughts and how it relates to that trust to even give the respect in regards. Because sometimes she will respect you as a man but won't respect that when it comes to her children, which makes it even more difficult. Your thoughts, King? Yeah, I think it's really uh, it's really challenging when when a step parent uh, comes into the equation because you know she does she's not one hundred percent sure or even the father if you want to go that way is not one hundred percent sure that the the addition to the family necessarily has the child's best interest at heart you know and we're so used to running game or seeing people being ran game on um, that 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 that's really like a um, it should be an afterthought or it shouldn't even be a second thought, but it's really a fourth. It's so common. And, and that's because black, black appreciation is so low. We, we, it's unfortunate that, that we don't value each other in the context of this necessary war, if you will. And, and I don't just mean gender war. I'm talking about what we're facing in this society as a collective and realizing how much or how necessary each other is within the context of that war. So, uh, we tend to undervalue each other and, and, and not trust each other or distrust each other. And so it, it really does make it a lot more difficult to, to overcome those, what, what seems like basic obstacles, what should be basic obstacles. Yeah, Ashley, can you even speak, um, you know, maybe to even what you've heard or whatever, but I absolutely get 
that for a woman, you know, trying to, in a sense, build this relationship. I've seen it where she think between the two of them, they figure it out. But there's a natural added protection of the children, right? She has to be careful. So I get that, mm-hmm. but not always able to quote unquote give that authority. And I've seen men decide I have to leave because I can't take her quote unquote disrespectful children. She won't give me a place with them uh, that, that allows me not to be undermined with them. She doesn't do it, but they do it. And I'm getting, I'm, you know, just kind of give a specific example, but I don't know as a woman, um, you know, how can, how do we figure that out? Or do we just have to move out, move on? Because that's what I see happening with some men. Go ahead. Uh, so I, I feel like there's a certain level of work that has to happen in those situations, right? Because you have to understand, like, from a physical aspect, there's so much more abuse that happens to stepchildren that I get yeah. why um, more mm-hmm. women are concerned about handing over the reins um, in that instance, right? So, like, there's already this concern. But then it also comes back to, like, if it does not work out, like, where does that leave the children? And I think in the society that we're in right now, you already know I'm going to go to mental health. Like, we don't place enough emphasis on mental health, especially for our children, that, like, this could negatively impact them. And so it's kind of a, that, that mindset of, like, I'll do it myself and, and, like, looking for that proof that you have the ability to step in and guide and do that with that care and concern. But, like, it, it's kind of conflicting because, like, if you're going to get upset because it feels disrespectful or you feel like you're not being respected, like, respect is something that is earned with the mother and the child. And so, like, there needs to be a plan in place. This is not something you just go into and decide at one point I'm just going to be the leader of this household. No, there needs to be a plan because you're asking this woman who has been taking care of these children on her own to hand that over to you. So it's not just about her. It's now also about these kids. And, like, this is not something that you go into without without the forethought, without the planning what are the steps to take? What What is the best way to approach this? And I, I feel, in my opinion, when it comes to situations with stepchildren, like that's not given enough credence. There's not enough forethought or planning and, and even talking about like what that looks like. What are the milestones that we want to get to in order for you to turn over the reins? Like what's going to make you feel comfortable to know that I'm a leader without you feeling disrespected as a man. And, like, that has to be a very transparent and vulnerable conversation because both sides are going to be triggered in that conversation, right? Like, everybody's going to be in their feelings, um, Mm -hmm. but, like, there has to be a plan as to how you're going to achieve that. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love what you're saying because I think we kind of move in, Within our with our feelings, our infatuation kind of move forward and never think to do what you just said. And so I hear what you're saying as just something for people to keep in mind, and hopefully is a step they can add to the process. Like you know what, let let's 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 get up front about what this looks like and what are the milestones, as you just said. Like that conversation, I I would guess doesn't happen enough. And I say guess just from the standpoint of even when I've been fortunate enough to, in a sense, I say fortunate because I love children, date women with children. And, and this went relatively well in most cases. I haven't had a situation where they allow, you know, in a sense, the children to disrespect me. What I will say, actually, though, 
in situations in getting to know a woman where it's allowed initially, I usually decide not to get too far along because it's not, you know, my respect is being taken account for it as far as the children. The woman still may not have done it, right? But in the event that she doesn't require them to respect, you know, just in general, then that's a red yeah. flag. Well, um, but I but will so say like, – yeah, go ahead, Queen. I, I feel like that, that negates, like, the child in this situation because, like, all of this conversation is from the adult level, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's completely different for a child, and, like, that might be them acting out. That might be them, mm-hmm. you know, projecting because, oh, I'm not getting attention anymore or, like, I see my mom drifting mm-hmm. away, which is why, like, this right. becomes a mental health conversation because – it, it does not necessarily mean that they don't like you or they don't want you in their lives. They probably don't have the ability to voice their concerns and say what they're thinking and, like, really what their concerns are as it regards to their mom. And so, like, if we're not taking all of that into account, if we're not talking about, like, how these children are feeling, what do they think is happening now that you're there in the picture, you're not even going to get anywhere or, like, to the root of the problem that's coming with these kids, quote, unquote, disrespecting you. Right? Because, like, they're kids. They, there are some kids that are of the age that they know exactly what they're doing. But at a certain point, when you're talking about a certain level, they don't know what they're doing. And it could be that their, their father or someone else is saying, like, oh, do this or do that, or you know that's not your dad. And, like, now they're getting poisoned from this other party. And if everyone is just walking away without doing some groundwork or digging in to really find out what's going on, like, it's just creating more trauma for these babies. It sounds so difficult, but I want to let you jump in, but let me throw, I'm I'm probably going to send you in a different direction here real quick, but I want to throw this out. Like, again, I love children. I don't mind, if you will, dating women with children. A lot of men do for a lot of the reasons that we just talked about. It is so difficult. It is so difficult. Here's the flip side in this quote-unquote gender conversation, gender war. I don't even like using the word, right? But here's the flip side of this whole conversation is there is also an aspect to a degree where there's almost looked down upon if you don't accept their – some women, whereas you don't accept their children knowing that this is all part of that dynamic. So there's a lot of quote-unquote respect and disrespect that happens on both ends based on bad expectations. Your thoughts, King, again, Wait. kind of... Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. So, yeah, I, I, I just I, think like... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Vaughn. I'm sorry. Well, I, you know, the, these are, are, are very challenging situations, and, and I tell you, man, at least 99% of the couples that enter these types of relationships where there's a child already involved, they need counseling upon entering those or even before entering those. But we're trying to navigate with a very minimal skill set, whether it's conflict resolution skills, whether it's just a a broader understanding, and and it's undergirded by this, again, this heavy distrust and and sometimes justified distrust, like Ashley pointed out earlier, um, that the child safety is an issue. And then navigating the mental health. Uh, dynamics at play. You know, that child is wondering, okay, where do I fit in now? Especially if it's a boy child, a male child, and you're moving in on his mother. He's wondering, Mm -hmm. maybe she's been telling him he's the man of the house for all these years, and now here you come, trying to tell him to take the trash out or whatever it is. So there's so many moving parts, and and oftentimes what's critically necessary is that objective perspective, that coach or that counselor that is a neutral party 
and helps that couple navigate the the, the intricacies and the and the nuances and the different challenges that they face. No, I love it. Uh, for I see a lot of callers out there. If it's your first time listening in, I hope you hear this clearly. You do have to press one if you want to ask a question or give us your three cents on this morning's discussion. If you're just listening via the phone, no problem. We love to have listeners via the phone as well. Um, but a lot of times new callers don't realize they can press one and get in on the conversation. Um, let's go. Um, actually, I'm not going to go to a break. I want to share that as I was researching this conversation, this is kind of going to go back to our beginnings, um, Vaughn, when you were kind of talking about that love and need thing um, where, again, is respect different for men and women? I will say that this, there's a dichotomy that exists in this, in this conversation, whereas Vaughn and Ashley agree that at the end of the day, the basic human need is that we need the same things. I will say that in researching this, I could not find the context of where men and women, if you will, desire and respect, it was in the same way. So I, I want to play this, these couple of cuts where you, um, the question was, what the question that this person is talking about is how do men and women view love and respect differently and listen to the context that both of them are put in. So we're going to play two cuts. I'll kind of pause between each one. It's the same woman speaking. Um, but I'll play the first cut and then the second cut. This is what she's saying in reference to how do love, how do men and women see love and respect differently? Women feel deeply loved when there is closeness in a relationship, affection, hand-holding, kisses and hugs, without necessarily there being a sexual interaction, and in some cases, spontaneously, with a sexual interaction. Women also want openness from their partner, where he shares his feelings, shares his day, shares his challenges, and does so without harshness or guardedness. When a man is able to empathize and understand his partner by being able to listen to her, repeat back what he's hearing her say, and also being able to appreciate her for her contributions, she will feel deeply loved and cared for in the relationship. Moreover, if a woman feels at peace in her relationship, uh, where conflict is able to be resolved, where her man is able to say, I'm sorry, or admit wrongdoing when, when appropriate, and to be able to incorporate humor and lightness to difficult conversations, she will feel more secure in the relationship. Loyalty and a deep commitment to the relationship are important factors for a woman to feel secure in the relationship. For example, being faithful, committed, and not looking at other women or interacting with women on the side are important ways to nurture this love in the relationship. All right, here's the men again. Love and respect. Love and respect. How do men and women see it differently? On the other hand, a man enjoys being appreciated for his conquest and pursuits. He enjoys being thanked and cheered on for and supported for his achievements and successes. Moreover, he appreciates being valued for his hierarchical position, to be able to make decisions, to be looked up to as being responsible, and to be appreciated for his commitment to contribute, protect, and provide. Men feel respected when their authority, leadership power, and ability to make decisions are praised in front of others. And if differences exist in the relationship or disagreements exist, that those conversations happen in private. Moreover, a man appreciates when his insights and proposals are valued and that his ability to fix things and 
solve problems is applauded in the relationship. Typically, a man feels respected when a woman values the relationship and partnership by being friendly towards him, by telling him that he is liked, by giving him alone time to recharge his batteries, as well as sharing time with him recreationally. Moreover, a man feels respected when sexuality is incorporated into the relationship, when the woman initiates sex periodically and does not shame him for his sexual desire and nature. Welcome back. And so, Vaughn, when I am start with you, so when I listen to this, outside looking in, outside looking in for me is uh, never been married, if you will. Uh, but this sounds like great advice from this um, woman. Uh, I forgot to get the name of her her, her, her her YouTube page. I want to acknowledge her. But anyway, this sounds like good advice for me. But never having been in a relationship, I can't say I know for certain that if I understand what she said about the woman, that I would you know, that we would thrive, and vice versa, if my wife were to understand what she said about men, that we would thrive. It sounds amazing to me. I think it's accurate in my opinion. What are your thoughts, obviously, having experienced marriage for 35 years and helped other couples succeed in their relationships? Uh, are those two things, are those comments good understanding via each gender, in your opinion? Yeah, I think she makes some really great points. Um, especially just the, the dynamics on how we relate to each other regarding sex. Um, we don't necessarily have the same motivations for sex for women. I, I, you know, there's a Bible verse that says it's not about sex at all or about um, the relationship, but it says that thy ride, thy fast, it should comfort her or it comforts me. And I, and I, I play on that and, and I make a joke out of it and I say, you know, as a man, my ride, my staff should comfort her. Right. And but but there's some reality to that because, yes. you know, there's a lot of men that try to make women feel obligated to have sex, but it really should be a comforting and bonding type of thing where the woman feels good about the encounter. Uh, but there are different things that make her feel good about engaging in sex, whereas men, you know, we can get into an argument with our woman and it could be a knockdown drag out argument and then you know 20 minutes later we're like hey you know i'm i feel like having sex but the woman you've thrown her mood off and she might not want to have sex now for two three days depending on you know how explosive the argument was so so there are some very different biological urges and different things that it takes to comfort us within the dynamic of the relationship but yeah she was she was pretty accurate i think um ashley your thoughts i know it was a couple <laughs> Couple, yeah, two separate, a lot to take in, but you're laughing, so let, let's, just, let's just jump in. Jump in when you fit in. So the, the biggest thing for me is appreciation is not respect. Love is not respect. And a lot of the points that she made is this is how a woman feels appreciated. This is how a woman feels loved. Those, they're not the same. Those are all different things. And this is why I'm saying, like, there has to be a definition. So while she was doing, you know, saying all her things, I looked this up about respect means that you accept somebody for who they are, even when they are different from you or you don't agree. And so, like, for me, just because, and, and like, I, I think it's true because when I think about, like, when people talk about love, like, if there's no respect, there's no love. Um, you can respect someone and not like them, right? We, we, 
kind of do that to a certain degree when it comes to work. Um, there's a level of respect that's given to titles, even if you don't like someone. Like, that happens in the military. That happens all over the place. So I don't think it's fair. And when she talked about the things that were respectful for men in terms of, like, having time to recharge, having time to like, I want that same stuff. It's not different. I do think that there is a difference in terms of our languages and how we talk to each other and that um, men and women are both emotional. But I think that, at least for myself, I tend to look at things from a more emotional lens. It doesn't mean that I don't have logic and I don't apply that. But, again, respect is different from love. Respect is different from appreciation. And a lot of what she said, again, was about appreciation and love for women and not respect. It's different. And, again, if we're not defining what respect means, then we're completely missing it because now men are thinking that they're respecting women and they're just showing them love and appreciation. Can I add something to that? Yeah, please, go ahead, Vaughn. Yeah, I think um, those things are – I think the the woman in the piece that you played was making a very good general analysis, but there's going to be variances for it each individual. That's why I said the blue at the top of the show, I said the blueprint for each relationship is different because everybody is unique. And so what I might receive as appreciation or even what I might receive as respect might be very different from the next man who might even interact with the same woman. You know, it's going, so to Ashley's point, you have, these things have to be discussed and we have to learn each other. Um, But there's there's definitely going to be some differences in the way things are going. But I think Ashley made some great points. Yeah, well, I, what I love about Ashley, I'm, I'm, I didn't know that was going to be her response, but I think it was critical. I, I even appreciate the laughter, and this, here's why. Because I shared those two, Ashley, because what happened was I gave up on, check it out, I was looking for, I literally was trying to research respect for women, like what does it look like? Right? Mm-hmm. Here it is. I kept falling on this position. I said, well, I, have, I wanted to share this example because even the woman went to the love and appreciation thing, right? Yes. And it had, as you're, to your point, um, and, I, and it wasn't until you said it so succinctly, it has nothing to do with respect. I just wanted to highlight that I couldn't even find, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but in my four few days of right. research, it kept being this distinction which highlights women need to be loved and men need to be respectful. Right. So, so and, you point that, yes. go ahead, please jump in, go ahead, jump in, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, it shows, like, how this can very even when you consider the availability of information for people and being able to get online, if we are not describing respect at a very basic level as something that applies to both sexes, like, now you have people out here who are scouring the Internet, and all they think that they need to do is listen to their woman and empathize with her feelings. That's not respecting me, right? And so, like, if, if that's not readily available and you're doing research and you do a phenomenal job of research and presenting that to, you know, um, to mental dialogue, the community, like, what, what's happening for the people that aren't going to the depths that you're going to? What's happening for the mm-hmm. people that don't have the desire to even go and try to define these things for themselves? Women are not being respected. And I think that's the part where, like, it's getting lost within our community that like, okay, you can do all of those things, right? And and I think like even for the conversations where it talks about like, oh, money, this, that, and the third, like women are looking for providers, this, that, but like women also want 
desire and deserve respect. And, like, if no one is defining that, if no one is differentiating between that, then who is actually out here respecting women except for women and and the men that are uh, self-aware enough and mentally aware enough and emotionally intelligent enough to understand that there is a difference between all of the three different terms we're talking about. Uh, good stuff. we got one a caller that wants to jump in. Area code 402 Last three, one, nine, nine. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents or question on this morning's discussion question. Uh, my name is Stuart. I'm calling from Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, what's up, Stuart? How Long you time doing, here from King. Glad to have you back on the show. King. Yeah. Got well, uh, um, I just wanted to say that I came in late on the conversation, so I don't know exactly and fully what it's all about, but I, I get the gist that you're talking about the uh, – so-called gender war or the uh, or the uh, discontent that is being exhibited between black men and black women. Am I correct? Well, what I'll, what I'll say is I'm going to let you jump in, but just to give you a little context that will hopefully guide your, guide your conversation. Um, I will say okay. the goal is not to, be fo- to not focus on that and have this dialogue in a way that is actually valuable and not waste time on the discontent. We are willing to, and we're going to keep, as the show goes on, we're going to get into some of that because I think we have to improve the dialogue. But the goal isn't just to discuss okay. It's literally how do men and women see okay. respect? Do we see it the same? Do we see it differently? And I think to Ashley's points right now, we're not even having the conversation about what respect for women even looks like. I think it's some of what she's saying. Well, Go ahead, brother. I just well, want to I mean, that. As I could. Yeah, okay. You- I, yeah, I, 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 did, I did catch that part about the respect. See, the only way – the only way respect can be attributed is to to respect yourself. You can't expect other people to respect you. You have to form a certain basis of understanding of yourself in order to respect yourself. Then, in respecting yourself, you can extend respect to other people. Now, what the lady was speaking on, which is one of the issues in the so-called gender conflict, is that a lot of women want to maintain the dominant position in the argument. You see, oh a man can listen a man can listen to a woman's issues, not try to fix them, and that's showing respect for her because he listens. A man can think about you if he's involved with you in certain situations and simply because he thought about how you would feel about things, that's respect. And then also and in doing those things that man is actually showing love for that woman, for that woman. But for a, a lot of women today, they don't know what it looks like. They don't know what a man looks like, and they don't know how men think, nor how men show that respect, caring, and love for them. You know, so now as far as, you know, how a woman should show respect for her man, appreciation is a big thing. To not take advantage of that man's kindness is a big thing and showing respect for what that man does, what that man has accomplished, and how that man feels about you. Hey, thank you for your three cents. I'm, I'm curious to hear what Vaughn and Ashley have to say about your comment. Unfortunately, we all up against the break. Um, Stuart, I'll bring you back on if you want, if you just come off the one during the break, and um, I'll let you hear what Vaughn and Ashley have to say about your thoughts after the break. But just come back and, on the one if you want to jump in. But oh, go ahead. Ahead, and, and congratulations on congratulations on your book. I'm gonna have to check it out. 
Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah, go to Amazon.com and look up Reeducation of the Negro. It's the red one. There's a couple of books out there, but mine's the, got the red cover. Um, it has And the subtitle is Necessary Conversations on Race, Sex, and Culture. Appreciate you for that, brother. But, again, we'll let um, Vaughn and Ashley respond to you out of this break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Truth Seekers, please understand, Mental Dialogue is much more than just a talk show. Each and every Saturday, we communicate with you for two reasons, to dialogue and connect. On the dialogue side, we cater to you intellectual outcasts who feel you have no place for honest discourse on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. On the Connect side, we've created a community where you can connect with experts specifically in finance, whether personal or business, and mental health, whether it's trauma or to optimize performance, along with all the other skill sets from other MD community members. Our mission was to create a virtual nationwide neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through social media, meetups, and this podcast. To become a neighbor of the Mental Dialogue Community Club, please visit us at mentaldialogue.com. We are better with you than we are without you. We can be neighbors even though we don't live next to each other. Hashtag raise the culture. That's right. We're not just a talk show here on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are a community club. We have the live experience. Just had one last week that was dynamic and connected people. People were looking for surveyors for their homes. We've had meetings with people. Again, we're not talking, just talking when we say nationwide. I've had people meet out in Arizona, meet out in St. Louis as a result of this weekly conversation in addition to the live experience here in Atlanta every third Friday. Again, not just dialogue, and we do want to connect you. So go to mentaldialogue.com and become a part of our neighborhood and keep supporting Intelligent Radio. Uh, With that said, this morning's discussion question, is respect different for men and women? Special guest co-host Ashley Thomas as well as special guest Vaughn the Love Alchemist. Um, Vaughn, if you can recall, um, Stuart brought some history sense to the table. Um, Any thoughts uh, about what that brother had to say in regards to this morning's discussion? Yeah, you know, I I think we have to be careful. There was a time when, you know, when we had a more intact culture, for instance, that uh, men and women were more monolithic in our thinking and in our being, you know, because we were being introduced each other to each other in a very similar way. I mean, it was almost cookie cutter, right? Men do this, men behave that way. Uh, all men know how to build houses. All men know how to fix cars. All women know how to sew. 
All women know how to cook, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a time when being introduced to each other based on that monolithic thinking and being was a much more safe place to judge each other from. But our experiences today are often so drastically different that we have to be careful not to paint each other with such a broad brush uh, because, because those experiences, because now there are men who know how to cook. There are women who are great auto mechanics, and that, that's probably extreme, but the point is still the same. Um, our experiences are so different that we don't fit into that cookie cutter. So respect, in, for instance, doesn't always show up the same. Appreciation doesn't always show up the same. To your point earlier, how some men these days are, are regarded as being softer. And, you know, uh, accordingly, there are women who are thought of as being not as soft or even harder. And so when we come together under these new dynamics of relating to one another, um, we're going to interact very differently than our grandparents did 75 years ago. So let me say I, I don't know. I, 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 okay. I hope that addresses what he was saying. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's whatever you thought, whatever you got from it. Let me say this, and I'll get Ashley's thoughts. So here's one aspect of what I think I understood Stuart to be saying. Again, he could jump back in and speak for himself if he likes. Um, but one aspect that I felt like he was speaking to, and, and Ashley, you can address this first. Um, I think he, he was highlighting, again, we are generalizing, right? Like Bun smartly mm-hmm. keeps bringing up the point that some of these dynamics are completely different. And so I always tell people it's, it's almost impossible to have conversations without generalizing. And sometimes because we don't understand that, then people do jump to those, if you will, or exceptions or to Bond's point, um, we are less general because the cookie cutter thing is not as evident today. So I'm kind of getting real nuanced to say if, if we can – Stay within a generalization and just talk from that standpoint. And, again, I love that Vaughn's pointed out these things, so I'm not even negating him. But I am highlighting that um, one aspect that if, if we did have intact culture, and I think you would agree with this, Vaughn, we would have less, less variety that makes it even more difficult to get into right. healthier, healthier relationships. So I do think you could agree with that. So in that yes. sense, I do want to generalize to, if you will, values that could help people who are trying to have the successful part of the relationships that we, that we appreciate from the past and the things that we want to bring forward. So I'm saying a lot to say this about what Stuart said. So I felt like to an aspect of what he was saying was that if there was an idea of how men in general, if there was an understanding about how men in general think, then, in a sense, women might have a better understanding of what respect in how he thinks looks like coming from him. And that goes both ways. It's like the better understanding I have of women, then I can have a better understanding and say, oh, she was actually showing me respect with that move because without seeing the mother-father dynamic at home, which has unfortunately been a lot of our situations in the African-American community, quite often we will equate the way that me and my boys respect each other. We will have an unfair expectation that that's exactly what the woman should do to respect us. And I think Stuart's just highlighting that dynamic is typically different. And sometimes that's where the miss happens. At least that's what I gather from what the brother was saying. Um, your thoughts, Ashley? Um, so I personally found it a little problematic because it reinforced like what the earlier clips were. Um, all of 
from what I heard was um, the respect of a woman was predicated on her respect of a man, right? And, like, respect is respect is respect. There is a level of respect that we have to establish and give to one another, right? That was the point from the book earlier. And so, like, I should not be Mm -hmm. respected because of, oh, well, this is how. No, like, there is a certain level of respect. And when we understand that, like, yes, there is to the degree that we have to respect ourselves and respect each other. But, like, my respect as a woman should not come from how I respect you as a man per se. Like, on an individual level, there is a a way that you can kind of get into it. But respect is respect. And we give respect Mm -hmm. to each other without, oh, well, because you're not cooking and cleaning and being a, a quote, unquote, soft, feminine, submissive woman, you're not respectful. That has nothing to do with respecting a woman. Yeah, I think in a nutshell, it just comes down to, to the regard of the next person's humanity as much as anything else. So this person yes. has feelings, wishes, rights, etc. And, and so just having a level, a, a, a healthy level of regard for, for that aspect of that person's humanity, that's what respect is. Now, whether yes. or not we can coexist in a relationship is a mm-hmm. different conversation. So, so what you need in order for, for your soul to feel fed or in order for you to feel worthy in this relationship, maybe worthy is the wrong word, but appreciated in this relationship, right. maybe mm-hmm. what you're asking of me is too much for what makes me comfortable. And so based on that, maybe we can't coexist. It doesn't mean you're right. a bad person or I'm a bad person. It just means we're right. a bad fit for each other. Not right. Yeah, I like this. New and it one. doesn't mean that person is less than a woman because she doesn't do those things. Like, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I want to let Stuart jump back in real quick. Um, um, but I agree with both of you. I like what I'm hearing from both of you. Again, just wanted to kind of give some context what I thought I heard. Um, Stuart, I'll let you speak for yourself. I do have another caller, so I may not be able to keep you on as long, brother. But I'll let you at least respond to both of them. Go ahead, Kim. Okay. Uh, the first thing is, Montoya, you had what I was saying exactly right. Uh, what I was saying goes beyond gender roles, but more to the basis of human understanding and what people actually seek, actually seek from each other without knowing it. Now, the both, where both of your guest panelists have a conflict with me, in my opinion is, is that what I said represents the masculine position. Now, I'm not a woman, but I can speak from the feminist position also because of my understandings of life. But this society has jumbled people's minds so much to where basically you can sit there and basically tell people, you know, what respect is, even, and even as to how they might feel that they want it to represent it in themselves and if they choose to accept it from somebody else, how it should look, and the people will still sit there and argue with you and, and, and just say that, no, that's not it, simply because their understandings, they do not understand themselves enough nor what true respect, true masculinity, and true femininity actually is. Like I said, but I was speaking nothing no about respect has no regard to masculinity or femininity. Respect is respect. Oh, well, yes, it does. Well, yes, it does, because as a man, if you have respect for yourself, 
there's certain things that you will accept and will not accept. As from as on the feminine side, there will be also certain things that you will accept and not accept. It's, respect is a representation of you. You have to know yourself in order to respect yourself. Let me ask you one then question. Re- then you, extend you that question. respect to somebody else. Let me else. ask you one question about what you just said. I'm actually the other caller. Okay. I guess for the other caller, if you're still trying to get in, you do have to press one. They came off the one, so that's why I'm able to give you a little extra time here. Um, so what you just said, I'm going to tell you how I heard the last thing you just said as far as from the man you will accept this thing and from the woman you will accept this thing. I would offer that while you're distinguishing that as a, you know, from the man's point of view and from the feminist point of view, I would offer that those things are just simply things that they would accept whether they were a man or a woman. And so I'm just kind of highlighting that while you're putting exactly. certain things in man's context and certain things in a woman's context, that feeling of, did you respect me? Did you listen? Did you simply listen to me or not listen to me? Is something that feels disrespectful. That's not different. Be a man or woman. Um, Thank you. Um, and I just want to throw out that you don't. I don't think uh, you realize. That. I, I'm not. No, no, I realize that, but maybe okay. I'm not. Maybe I'm being misunderstood. Okay. What I said okay. by respect. Respect. You can only respect yourself. You cannot expect other people to respect you. So certain values and morals that you've attributed within your own very being, then you extend those morals and values to others, whether they accept them or not, whether they be fair good enough, or bad college, to an extent. Now, that's fair. I was going to say, we, we welcome all opinions, brother. It's all good. But it's, um, it's, it's, I got to let you go, brother. I got to let you go, brother. I got to let you go. I got another caller. I got another good. caller, brother. I got to let you go. All right. Um, 661, last three, 362. Um, I'm going to get you in very briefly before the break, and we'll keep you on after the break. I'll go ahead and let you start your thoughts. Though. Go ahead. You're live on the air. Give us your three cents. Tell us what your name and where you're calling from. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Ty, and I'm calling from Boston. I, I took myself off because I wanted Stuart to, fit, uh, to finish, but okay. Um, so I guess for me, when I think of respect, uh, I think first, treat other people how I want to be treated because I don't know you. And so I can only treat you based off of how I want to be treated and how I define respect. And that changes when you let me know, well, this is how I define respect and this is how I want to be done on too. And so you treat people Mm -hmm. how they want to be done on too until as long as that doesn't go against your own personal morals and values mm-hmm. and if it's not going to be like a conflict to yourself. And, and, and so I, I think that's how I've always approached it. And when it comes down to, let's say, maybe different gender differences, I always kind of go back to, okay, if this was my mom, how would I want her to be treated? If this was my father, how would I want them to be treated? If this is like someone else's child, like, okay, if this right here is my niece or nephew, how would I want them to be treated? And that's t- typically how I lead in the initiation, but then it changes based off of the person's context. And as long as it doesn't pose any threat or harm to myself mm-hmm. or, to the rest of, or, or to the rest of humanity, um, I'm totally fine with that because I feel like there's an essence of humanity that sometimes gets lost in this whole gender difference, but there's, there's mm-hmm. a part of how you treat human beings. And this is what you do to people who, you know, who, who mm-hmm. share your likeness, you know? So that's just my three cents. Yeah, I think the whole world, all of us can learn from that approach, and uh, I'm glad you put it on this segment because we need it. I I really hope this show is a learning show that people can use and put in perspectives 
based on maybe not having had some of these experiences. But I really appreciate your three cents. Um, Todd, thanks for calling in this morning. We are up against the break. We'll be right back. We're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, are you a wine drinker? Yeah, a little bit here and there, but but my wife definitely loves hers. Why you ask? Man, you got to try this vegan wine by Sip and Share Wine. I ran across them at this event in Atlanta, and now I keep me a few bottles at the house. What, what flavor you like? Um, I mean, I like me a good red or, or maybe a nice dipping deal or something. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Try the sweet red first. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's nice and smooth right there. Yeah, that's kind of sweet like I like it. You know what I'm talking about? For sure. That's why I like that one as well. Hey, hey, now try this Conjure Zippendale. This one was featured in Forbes magazine as a top 10 drink for the summer. See what you think. Oh, okay. Now that's fire right there. Where can I get a bottle of that? Just go to sippingsharewines.com. They'll ship it right to your door. They black on too. Oh, yeah? Okay, you said what? Shippingsharewines.com, is that it? Yep. Go back to when you were 10 years old. I want you to think, imagine a 20-year-old woman speaking to a 50-year-old man. You wouldn't hear the tone, the, the, the way in which I see many 20-year-old women That's approach true. a man that... People, period. No, no. In particular, colleague in my show talking to me like I'm your age. I'm like, well, so there is no, with some, with far too many women, there is no level of credibility a man has where he can't be checked. See, one of the things is what you tend to hear more often than anything else is, why'd you go on his show, girl? If that was me, I'd have cussed him out. See, there's a problem. Women are, we're allowed, we've allowed one-way violence in our community for far too long. Ooh. One-way aggression. See, all these men in this room know that there are lines that we can't cross because fuck this podcast. We're going to have to go handle business outside. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Ashley Thomas. This morning's discussion question is respect different for men and women. Our special guest is Vaughn the Love Alchemist, as I played a cut when you hear Kevin Samuel on the Joe Budden podcast breaking down this one aspect that I think is impossible to have this conversation and not talk about, which is um, the different responses to disrespect that I think are particularly different between men and women. I feel like up until this point, we have aptly and promptly realized, as Ashley continues to say throughout this show, respect is respect. And um, and I love what, again, our last caller, Ty, brought to the table was here's her approach that all of us could learn from. And so, boom, setting the stage, as Ashley said, describe respect. Uh, Ty gives us a brilliant approach to how we individually could act towards one another. However, I think it is vitally important that we understand the different responses to disrespect. Um, Vaughn, I'll start with you as a special guest. Again, just say, hey, we can't have this conversation without this part of this discussion. Your thoughts in hearing what Kevin Samuel had to say um, in reference to our response to disrespect and how quite often it goes disregarded in today's society in a way that I felt was understood in the past. Your thoughts, Kim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, things, things have definitely progressed to a point where maybe even 
regress to a point where those lines, we disrespect each other in ways that are just un, would have been unthinkable, you know, 75, 100 years ago. Women wouldn't invite a man to physical conflict back then. But these days, it is very common for a woman to just cuss a man out, you know. And whether he deserves it or not is a different conversation. The point is the invitation to that type of conflict or that level of conflict um, was probably unheard of because of the ramifications on the other side of that invitation. Uh, but I do think that men and women do respond to disrespect differently, and I think, but it depends on the violation. On the violation, right? our biological designs are different, and because of that, we have different vulnerabilities. Right. So, um, if a woman disrespects a man, he doesn't necessarily feel physically threatened. But a woman, you know, women are dying. What a, a black woman gets murdered every six hours in this country. So women oftentimes feel very physically threatened mm-hmm. just in the, ver- in the verbal or physical, I'm sorry, in the verbal conflict. So those feelings are going to provoke a different kind of response. You know, cheating is also a form of disrespect. So, you know, I think being cheated on is, you know, based on different realities, right? I mean, how our expectations of the relationship, how committed we are to the relationship, um, our upbringing and how we might see that type of thing. So we, we definitely do uh, respond differently based on the level of vulnerability. And I think women are typically more vulnerable um, from a physical standpoint, not necessarily an emotional standpoint, though. Ashley, your thoughts on this part of the uh, conversation? <laughs> so I, I think the thing that's interesting, even though we've gone down this road, is the fact that, like, Respect was established at a time. The respect that we're talking about is when women did not have rights. So, like, we're talking about things when women were not able to have jobs or support themselves. We're talking about women that could not have bank accounts, that could not own land or do any of those things. So, like, of course, yeah, respect is going to look different now. But, like, what, what would respect have looked like back in the day if women were regarded as equal back in the day. We don't know what that looks like, right? So now we're bringing forward this traditional sense of respect into 2023, but women weren't even regarded as like a whole human being back in the day. How is that fair? How is it fair to bring that definition forward and be like, oh, well, you're a disrespectful woman, and like, okay, my my grandmother might have been disrespectful back in the day had she had like full rights, or maybe respect would have looked different, maybe the whole ability to define respect for men and women would be completely different if women were um, whole citizens back in the day, but they weren't. So, like, Mm -hmm. I I can't pull forward anything where it's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, women are, like, so disrespectful now, but, okay, what this was defined back then where you had to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and all of these things, and, like, women were expected to be a certain way because they had no other option. So I don't think it's fair to bring that in and be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I do think that there is a level of disrespect overall that has grown in this country, but I think a lot of that comes from, like, women being in a point where they can support themselves, they can do things for themselves, so they don't have to tolerate a lot of the bullshit that comes with interacting with men or some of the things that come up with it. And, like, to Vaughn's point, like, being a woman, I, I, I don't know if y'all understand what it feels like to be a woman in America and at any given point 
someone can disrespect you because that's not how you talk to a man or, oh, you disrespected me or, oh, like you're not worthy of respect because of how you're dressed or how you're talked. So at any given point, depending on the crowd or the people that I'm around, I can be disrespected or my life, my livelihood, my well-being could be at stake just for how I show up as the individual I am based on somebody's perception of respect. And that's why I keep saying respect is respect. So, I, like, it, to me it's kind of laughable because women were not a, a part of the equation when respect was defined back in the day, and we're bringing it forward, and that's not the world we live in. Uh, we're not bringing it forward, but I had to let you get your full passionate rant out. Yeah, yeah, I had to let her get it off because, because there's a lot of – sisters that are listening that feel exactly like Ashley right now, and I love it. And it's not that you're incorrect. Watch how I walk through this thing, work, work, because Ashley, I know you're good at nuance. And so at the very beginning of the show, I highlighted the aspect of quite often we throw the whole baby out with the bathwater. So watch how we can keep the baby and throw out the bathwater. So a lot of what you're talking about is the bathwater, and I'll just work with me here. And so um, obviously – Kevin Samuels, the name alone, creates a lot of vitriol. And so I expected that. Here's the nuance of particularly what he's saying. And I always tell people, get the message, fuck the messenger, get the message. So with that said, here's the nuance. At the end when he says, there's a certain line that if we as men crossed in this room, fuck the podcast, we got to go outside and handle it. And so here's the nuance of what was understood in the past within just the language of how we talk to one another. Not in all regards of, you know, women wasn't, you know, seen as whole people and things of this nature, but something that was always understood. And, in fact, if I had a daughter, here's something I still would teach her. What I would teach her is about that line that right now took Kevin Samuel's point me and Vaughn absolutely understand that he and I could get in an argument. We might even could cuss each other out on this podcast and be cool and go to lunch tomorrow. However, there's a certain thing that we might say in this same moment where we wouldn't go to lunch. We would go looking for each other. And so when Kevin Samuels uses the word one-way violence, this is don't listen to this about blame. I'm just talking about understanding this line. So what he means by the term one-way violence is sisters, this is not a blame. This is just dialogue of what doesn't happen when you don't have culture, have not been taught about not crossing that line. So part of the extra disrespect that we have now is I remember knockdown drag outs 40 years ago amongst Elders, too, but there were certain lines that would not be crossed. That's the line that is no longer being learned or taught. And so what happens is some sisters, not all, but they're in situations where they are saying the very things that would have me and Vaughn trying to meet halfway between Atlanta and down there where he lives to get out, to get, to get at each other. And so what we're talking about is I would have my daughter, I would teach her how to never cross that line. But it ain't because it's okay for a man to do anything to her. 
I would have her teach it for the weak motherfucker who don't know not to punch. I mean, I, I understand all of that, right? Like, I, I get it. So I'm when like, I say I, bring forward, I'm saying bring forward that dialogue and that understanding of language because, again, this is not about Kevin Samuels, but when he's saying a 20-year-old is saying, you know, telling, I would have cussed him out. That dialogue ain't just because she can't take care of herself and protect herself. That's just an understand, understood difference that should be still understood and talked about and discussed aptly, discussed currently to where my I would never want my daughter to say, I would have cussed him out. Never cuss him out. If he's a gentleman and his bond son, his son probably has been taught to walk away. But the Negro that ain't got no daddy is going to hurt my daughter for cussing him out. And maybe even contribute to that, every, that one death every six hours. Uh, but like, you know, I that, think that's to me, where we are culturally. Go ahead, but please. to me, Go ahead, that please. goes to the bigger point of like, if we learn to respect everyone at a base level, like, so let me cut, I'm cutting you not, off. Let me cut you off. Let me cut you off. I'm cutting you off because if you remember my piece, I ended it with we can have conversations about what should be, about or what is. So. I am not disagreeing that if what you said, if that could be the case, we wouldn't even need this dialogue. However, I must prepare my daughter because what you're saying has never been the reality of the world. So even in cultures, our own cultures, again, we've learned this level of how to protect this perspective. Vaughn always speaks to it from another culture. But even within our own culture, it still was understood that very parts of the world are dangerous and there's protection for, if you will, the women and children. And so I'm highlighting that the world has never existed in which what I'm saying now should not be understood nor should be taught. So, again, if you understand it, let's not act like the world will ever be such that a woman can talk to the die the exact same way men speak to each other. That's not putting you on a different level. It's just if I say a certain thing to Vaughn, I expect him to respond a certain way. But I'm saying it with that expectation. In, in the event, I, and I understand that. But, like, okay. what you're talking about is respect that has been established, right? Like, as men, you know that there are certain things you can and cannot say. That was like, yes, you can have that expectation on women because it's what happens. That's the reality. But it goes back to the fact that that was never established, right? Like, there was never there, – there was a certain amount of reverence, but, like, how much of it was really respect because a woman respected a man and how much of it was this is what I have to do to make sure that I'm okay. So, like, I, I – I don't know. Like, for me, I've, just... I've, I've, I've watched my grandparents teach it the, the first way you said it. They, they've taught it to women the, that way. As a respect for men, they've taught it that way. Not, this is what you have to well, do. Hold things. on. Go, go now, ahead, look, even the second, Even the second way that you mentioned, how do I say it to make sure that I'm okay? I think that part of, uh, and again, this isn't necessarily blaming the woman, um, but this is understanding where we are, right? Part of that one death every six hours could be 
or I should say that it can be directly attributed to the to the idea that that second part that you mentioned, saying whatever I want to say without regard for how I'm making sure that I'm okay on the other end of what I say. So you got women now that's calling dudes bitches or punk ass or they'll say anything to a man, to Montoya's point, that would have us meeting halfway between Atlanta and Savannah like, what's up? But women are not necessarily, there are a lot of women, not all of course, but there are a lot of women who are speaking so recklessly to men that, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an invitation to something ugly. And, and, so and our, protection of, our protection of you, Ashley, is to at least put that goddess back out there again because I would never want my daughter to take that risk. We all against a break. I'll let you respond. Kevin from South Carolina wants to get in as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go, and everywhere I be, be, I don't even talk, talk, they still know with me. Because I look like money, smell like money, talk like money, even walk like money. Real, respectable men do not have a problem getting respect. Why? Because you can see it on them that they're respectable. They carry themselves in a way that lets you know that they're not a bum. They ain't to be played with. This person has character. This person is a hard worker. This person thinks about people other than themselves. He takes care of his kids. He takes care of his woman. He has a job. He works. He takes care of himself. He takes care of his responsibilities. He does all of the things that make it where a person can't do nothing but respect them. So, for the guys that's running around here, insecure, beating their chest, feeling like they got to cuss their woman out, feeling like they got to tear other people down around them so that they can make themselves look good, all I want to say is this. Stop crying and complaining because people won't just give you respect and go out there and earn it. That's the only way to truly get respect. I can't stand for no man to to walk around and carry himself like a a duck, carry himself like a bum, you know what I'm saying? Don't do nothing worthwhile, ain't never been able to give anybody anything, but still carry himself and walk around here like he's God's gift to earth. The reason you feel like you got to uh, jump down everybody's throat is because deep down inside, you know you a bomb. Problem is, you can't handle the fact that other people know you a bomb. 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host Ashley Thomas. This morning's discussion question is respect different for men and women. Our special guest is Vaughn the Love Alchemist, as we hear a cut from the Shoe Make Way podcast, uh, talking about how men pretty much earn respect and how some men do not earn respect. I wanted to continue this conversation before we get to Kevin. I'm going to let Ashley um, kind of give her thoughts again, Queen. I'm just, you know, we're both being passionate here. Um, and I, I think you're understanding most of what I'm saying. And I'm just going to kind of point out that uh, even the example that Vaughn gave saying, hey, there are some women that are in a sense being so reckless. I'll give a, a personal example of, um, I, this is always kind of weird to me, but I, um, in getting to know a, a couple of women, whatever, for whatever reason, based on them telling me about a past circumstance or situation or whatever, not something that related to me, uh, but um, highlighting the, you know, that they fought a man or even brag about the fact that they will fight a man. And that's, uh-huh. it always makes me frown at my face because I'm kind of like, why is that a bragging point for you? But I get how it has become a, brag, a bragging point in today's time. And so the nuance, again, of the particulars about respect specifically and understanding, um, as me and Vaughn keep saying, the, the, the example that I have me and him go to meet each other, like what could happen is, again, there's a way he and I could cuss each other out and go to lunch tomorrow. If you don't understand this line or whatever, your lady might be saying, hey, you let Montoya cuss you out and you ain't fight him, or you, you let Vaughn cuss you out and you didn't fight him, whatever. But in that cussing of each other out, we know we didn't cross this line. And we're saying, not this is not a blame thing or something a woman is supposed to automatically understand. What we're highlighting, the reason I don't want my daughter in that type of verbal conversation is because I don't expect her to know that line. And when she's hurt, she's probably going to cut deep like women are capable of doing. I don't mm-hmm. like that it is risky for her. I wish... The world could be ideal, like you said, Ashley, if understood respect, you would just not go there. No, I tell her to never get in that space because, again, of the man that that brother or shoemate just described, the one that needs to beat his chest, the one that he's going to take the slight too far because I just exit the room. I'm not going to accept this disrespect, you know, when, in fact, it becomes that. The guy that got to show his chest might hurt my daughter. I, this is protection. I don't want us to fight about it if possible. Your thoughts, Queen? Um, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, like, over being a woman, right? Because it feels like a lot of the onus <laughs> falls on us. Um, and, and I get it. Like, I would like to say that, like, anybody that gets hurt cuts deep. Um, but the difference is, how we perceive, perceive that disrespect. And I know that people intentionally do things for disrespect. Um, like, that's not anything that we can change. You know, like, that's something that everybody has to determine for themselves what level they're willing to go to, what their feeling is that they're not going to go beyond. Um, I, I, I don't have anything else to add at this point. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I and I understand your frustration, Son Queen, but I would just throw out yeah. that I would throw out like for example, here's a little stupid, silly example. They're going to get the cabin. 
a stupid, silly, silly example is I grew up in a country neighborhood where you could join on each other, but there was an understood line that if you don't on my mother, we got, we got to fight. Like that's kind of the culture I was raised in in, in the country, right. right? Or whatever. But I'm right. using this silly example to say this, to say this. So I get that you said a sense saying get over being a woman, if you will. What we're highlighting, look, me and Vaughn, this is not about like this is not a, a value thing to be a man. But the reality is, him saying right it helps me understand. He understands that little small thing too. And it's not that you're not you're not been exposed to it. But what happens is. The consequences are just me that if you say my mama and I was that kid, we got to fight. Like, I stayed that kid all the way through college. You can't talk about my mama. I, I'm being passionate. Whereas a woman that you're in a relationship with might call your mama a bitch. Right. And we, if, if Bond calls my mama a bitch, I can fight him. And we, can, and we might get past it once we fight. Like, it literally could go that way. I can never touch my woman, so therefore, I don't want my woman in the space. But I have been raised to not touch my woman. Some knuckleheads have not been raised that way. Don't, like, that's just a smart maneuvering, and I'm giving the advice to not be talking reckless. Now, of course, women are still going to. That's the era we're in to all of our point. I just wish more new. It ain't never worth it. And again, I ain't never no fan of listening to this best to me. Go ahead, Queen. That, but that comes back to the point earlier of like, are you having the dialogue when you get into these situations? Because for some women, like, or not even women, but for some people, like going to your mom or saying something that's just very blatantly disrespectful is like them coping and projecting and like dealing with the unresolved, untriggered, I mean, the triggered, unintegrated parts of themselves. So, like, how are you vetting this person to know that, like, oh, this is what they're going to do? And, like, for situations where it's in public, you know, like, hey, that that is what it is. But if you are having someone in your life that is disrespecting you, like, where where was the conversation before? Like, what is disrespect? What is respect? Like, how is you, like, give me some clarity and explanation because for some people, even though it doesn't make, you know, like for a lot of us, it'd be like, that doesn't make sense. But if that's the disrespect that you grew up with in your family and that's reasonable and that's how they communicate it with each other, then that's what they're going to do when they come out and have relationships with other people. So if you're clarity, not having the conversation. The clarity I'm going to give my daughter is don't or have an escalated argument to the point where, again, people are aware of when they're intentionally harming someone with their words. I want her to be taught. But I don't think that's do always that. the case. But what, 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 Sometimes what, you don't know until the, case, the heat is on. What's always the case is for her always to know, don't do that with a man. I can keep her safe to always never do that. So I don't, I don't have to go. I don't need a case-by-case situation if I give her this game. You know, when my daughter was young, she was about 12 years old, I think, at the time. And there was this, you know, like when we were boys, you know, guys are still on your booty or whatever. And some, somehow we ended, in this con- we ended up in this conversation where she told me that she was going to slap some boy. And that was, the time, that was the moment that Montoya's talking about where I had this conversation. Hey, baby, not all boys are going to respond well to you slap like 
Some guys would be like, ooh, she slapped me, and then he'd walk away. But some guys will literally mop the hallway with your daughter for that same slap. And, and so here's the reality. Let me add this context be... and let you finish. Let me add this context. Go ahead. The, the, the some guys is actually very few. I just don't want them to run into that to that Negro. The majority of men will yeah. accept the slap of I disrespected her, touched her ass, and now she slapped me for it. Most men are going to accept right. that shit. I'm worried about the motherfucker right. who won't. That it's the few a lot of them too. will do something else. I'm, I'm not. Most men will do that. They will take the slap. Most men won't even touch her ass. How about let me keep it right? Most men won't right. touch her booty. Some men will touch her mm-hmm. booty and accept the slap. There's a few motherfuckers that even though they started with the disrespect, I only I only care to protect her from that motherfucker. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I, you know I was just gonna say we live in a world that is far from ideal. And we have double standards, and some of those double standards are necessary. Uh, but in this less-than-ideal world, there are some things that are simply going to be unfair. And, and part of the unfair burden, if you will, of being a woman is that you have to navigate that line of, hey, this is where, what I'm not going to do or this is where I'm not going to cross because my life could literally be in jeopardy if I say the wrong thing or in, invoke the type of energy from this man that, you know, I can't recover from. That's just one of the unfair or unwritten, you know, uh, um, what do you call it, double standards that, that, that we have to live with. And right? we don't teach don't it no more. That's why I'm so pressing about it. Like, right? Like when we're but talking about, what about respect, I need to prepare my daughter for the sucker. The guy that shoemaker guy just broke down. That's why I got to get a – go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you, that, that was it. I mean, it, and even in the same – like, look at the child support, you know, the way mm-hmm. the child support is and the way divorce is. I mean, that's not fair, and, and you know, towards men, but it's still a reality that we have to navigate. And so there, there are a lot of unfair or double standards or uh, imbalanced realities that we have to deal with. And, and to Montoya's point – this is just one of those realities that women have to learn how to navigate more healthily because you can't be inviting men to a fight. And yet a woman's tongue is sharp. I mean, it cuts deep, and, and not all men have the same pain threshold. That's real. We're up against the break, Brother Kevin. I'll get to you out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-781. 4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Are you intimidated by money? Why, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves. But when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Mondays, where money meets mental health 
with personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitts. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mental Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team. This morning's special question is respect different for men and women. Um, before we get back into our conversation, I am fortunate enough to have on Ashley Thomas, the CEO of Making Money Matters. And so I wanted to have you just highlight um, the community that we've been able to create with our second M- Mondays, uh, Making Money Matter Mondays, second Mondays of the month. Um, Queen, if you will, just highlight and let people know how they can be a part of of it, how they can follow you. Go ahead and get that out the bag while we just share the commercial, then we'll get back into our discussion. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah. Uh, so every second Monday of the month, we have a conversation around money and mental health, how your mental health is impacting your spending, how your spending is impacting your mental health, and we talk about um, real conversations that are relevant to what's going on, inflation, um, student loans, credit cards, everything that most people that, you know, use money, currency, whatever, um, how they're managing it. And it's a great opportunity to talk to a professional for free in, like, a private setting. Uh, And we go into all of those topics. We go into mental health. We go into coping strategies. We go into ways how to manage and getting reviews from people that have used the services real time. Um, So it's, it's a great opportunity if you want to learn more about money, if you want to learn more about your specific relationship with money, if you want to improve. We're covering all that on the conversation. Again, it's a free Zoom call every second Monday of the month at 8 p.m. You can DM myself or Mental Dialogue for the link. Yep, and I try to highlight it on mentaldialogue.com as well um, right before that Monday. So if you were to go on the website now, you'll see our last event, which was the live experience. But heading into the week of the Making Money Matter, you'll see the pop-up, and it just reminds you to connect, connect with us directly. But getting back to this morning's discussion, is respect different for men and women? I'm going to go to Brother Kevin, who's been on hold for a long time, let him jump in on this conversation. All right, Brother Kevin, what you got for us, King? Hey, family. Um, this is a, a very uh, pressing uh, conversation that y'all having. And, and, and the reality of it, I got to be real. Men have been taught things to do, but also women today are not realizing there's a sinister, sadistic, organized, commercialized movement that's pushing them to just challenge, challenge men, hate, hate men, and they're coming out there with vitriol with that, you know, the feminist movement that tells them, hey, you got a lion, as long as you feed the lion, you can step on the lion's tail anytime you want, and he shouldn't be able to do this, that, and the third against you. I saw a video this past week of a uh, a brother and sister going at it, and the brother literally had a gun in his hand, and this sister was, like, uh, challenging him why he got the gun in his hand, saying that if you keep on doing what you're doing, I'm going to shoot you. See, Y'all got to realize when to say something, when not to say something. Yes, he dead wrong is everything, but 
That is not the time to plead your case. Even if he was a man, that's not the time to plead your case. But the society is telling you, girl, turn up. Turn up, turn up. Don't never turn it down. Don't never know your place. And a lot of that has come from being misguided, not having uh, the women in your family properly teach you how to interact with men, and men are the same with women too because we're not being trained how to deal with women properly. That's why the brother is going to flip out on you because why? He comes from a single, uh, single parent home that does not know how to negotiate. See, the, the, the two different genders negotiate with each other. And y'all got bad advice all the way through, and it's being perpetuated through groups that are out there trying to tear y'all two apart from the very beginning, especially in the black community. And you have so, to realize where you get your bad advice from. And so, that's where you get, because if certain women you talk to, every word come out your mouth, they're going to take offense. Brothers, the same way, and it, and when you do, and you tear, when you peel back those layers of what they are, you're going to deal with the movement. You ain't dealing with the person. You're dealing with the same ideologies that come from these women who hate men, and they want to be with You keep highlighting this. Yeah, you keep highlighting this, and I think it's fair, is the flip side is even to the sensitivity of um the same men that I'm worried about, right? And I think Vaughn, you know, I think we all understand that is that even young men, if you will, have, we, they definitely have become more sensitive, uh, more sensitive just from the standpoint of, as Calvin says, haven't been taught conflict negotiations or whatever, because at the end of the day, again, well, how me and Vaughn keep highlighting, there's a line that would cause us to drive to one another. Uh, but for the most part, if I, if in a sense, I respect, Vaughn's abilities or know enough of him and he respects my ability, we, we might go up until that line, but that is a form of conflict resolution that doesn't require violence. The places in society where we see violence the most and highlighted the most is typically young boys and young men who have no sense of conflict resolution, and typically it's because they haven't seen masculine men sit down even when differences are high. To negotiate. And jails are full up with them. Exactly. Jails are full and up so, with women so, um, who don't so know I how hope, to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I hope that what's being said while Kevin's coming in and putting in the context of, if you will, the feminist movement is teaching this and that, I hope that what's being understood mostly is we're both at a deficit without understanding this aspect of respect of how men and women respond differently. And it's not that women don't understand amongst themselves that they may fight amongst themselves based on the exact same things that may require, that may cause me and Vaughn to do so. But I don't expect a woman to naturally always know if she's crossing that line. So therefore, the game is like Vaughn had to step in on his daughter. You know, I'm pretty sure Vaughn taught his daughter, next. just come tell me next time. Don't you dare slap that guy in the event that he's in that small percentage that will over-respond. Um, Ashley, I want to hear your thoughts. Again, I know I'm kind of saying the same thing here, but I thought it was vital to at least the difference in response to respect between the genders. Because I don't think it's, I'm saying nothing that you can't understand. I just hope you understand the necessity of it in a culture where we're not usually going to receive it at home any longer. Go, your thoughts, Queen. 
yeah, I mean, I, I understand it, you know, like it, it's unfortunate. And I think like, this is why you have a lot of women that push back on it because as much as things have changed, like they haven't, and really and truly, like a lot of the onus is on women, and that shit is exhausting. It is Let me exhausting. ask you though, Ashley. I got I got to ask you this: We, why do you expect this part to change? Because amongst men, we would just fight. Like that's like we're not getting like this is not a change. This is how the world has always been, and this is not this is not a difference between that. But just because that's how, how, how it's always been doesn't mean that there's nothing wrong with it, that it can't be improved. Like, that's okay, the issue. Okay, well, well, what I'm that saying is, is you're, saying the onus, you're saying the onus is on women, and we're saying you, women want a different response than the way men would even respond to it. Like, that's not an onus on you. That's, you just, you gotta, you're not, like, we accept that me and him, me and Bond may fight. You're, you're saying there's an onus on a woman not accepting that some raggedy mug might do the same thing to you. I'm trying to get you to see that that's not an onus. That's just a reality. You, that, no, no, no. Onus okay. comes on you telling your daughters that there's a way that, like, has to be navigated. But, like, when is, when is the dialogue going to change around, again, like, respect being respect and trying to get understanding from each other versus going towards violence? Guy, I can't make that 1% guy. I don't get to raise him. The dialogue right. is never going to change. I understand that, Montoya. I understand that. But what I'm well, saying is when does the dialogue shift from let me give a disclaimer to women to yeah. let's have a a conversation about trying to understand each other and respecting each other. Go ahead, Vaughn. Uh, hey, oh, can I say something? Oh, go ahead, real. Go, go ahead, real quick. I'm gonna get Vaughn back in here. Hey, All right, hey we have time. Here. I gotta go to Vaughn. I only got two minutes left. I gotta let him close out. Sorry, Kevin. Hold on one second. All right, Vaughn, you good at this? Let me find you back. You had a background noise. I had to knock you down for a second. Let me find you back. I gotta find you. Right, hold on one second, Vaughn. Uh, man, let me get on. Man, we run out of time. Let me get Vaughn back on. Here he is. All right, Vaughn, say today. <laughs> got two yeah, minutes to say today. I was just going to say, yeah, part of, that understanding, part of that understanding is just realizing that dogs have teeth, right? Should he bite you? No. But the chances are that he just might, you know, and, and that's just really as, as simple as it gets. You know, it, it's not about right and wrong. It's just about what is and, and about the realities that we face. And so, uh, to Montoya's point, we have to make our daughters aware that that danger really does exist. And, and, and not only that, but how to navigate that danger. So, yeah, if that's, you want to say the onus is on women, then so be it. But that's just, I mean, you're talking about life here, not feelings. Yeah, I would want to have the dialogue you want to have, actually. I wish I, I wish I could reach out to that young man who would want that. That will never be reality. And so I don't know that we can have what you're saying. You just, I'm just trying to get that clear and and you know like I said to Vaughn's point if you want if you it, yeah if it's an own I have to yeah that's why I have to teach my daughter that like I want to teach my boy my son how to navigate I'm gonna teach my daughter self defense I'm gonna teach my boy how to fight if you will but that I'm not teaching him to fight because he has the because I'm giving him the 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 um the to go fight all the time it's just when that understood reality happens, I want my daughter to, in a sense, be able to defend herself. I want him to be able to defend himself. But the the reality of the, you know, the natural between the men, whatever, I always want my daughter walking away. Sometimes it will be costly to my son to walk away in the same scenario. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's a reality that I have to teach you. 
And so, again, that's just the difference in the response. But to your point, which I think you made very well all morning, is respect is respect, and more men need to learn that. And I accept that from you, and I hope you feel that that's what got out came out of this conversation more so. But I couldn't leave the conversation without that one difference. So thank you both for an amazing time. Vaughn, let them know if you have any public information, get it out right now, and we're out of here. Go ahead, King. Thank you for being with us. Great show. Um, no, I don't have anything. You can just contact me on Facebook or Instagram at Bond the underscore the Love Alchemist or Bond Says on Facebook. Great All show. right. See you all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.